Hey, it's Todd Duncan. If you know me at all, you know that I'm passionate about watching lives get transformed. That's why I started High Trust Coaching. High Trust Coaching is designed to give you the business and the life of your dreams. Whatever your dreams are, whatever your goals are, go to the show notes below. Just click on having a free coaching consultation with somebody from my team. And let's see what we can do to help you have your best business and your best life. Welcome back to the Todd Duncan Podcast. This is where success happens. A member of the industry syndicate, Todd's goal is to transform your business and life through deeper connections, higher trust, and proven strategies to help you win and give you your best life ever. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to High Trust Coaching Live. I'm Hope Foreman. I'm the divisional president for High Trust Coaching, and I have with me today one of our very favorite coaches, Trevor Hammond. Good morning, Mr. Trevor. Good morning. How was Hawaii? Hawaii was amazing. Uh, (laughs) Working while staring out at the beaches and the palm trees was uh, pretty fun. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you for joining our group, uh, joining the Coach's Corner group while you were in Hawaii. We were all sitting there going, yeah, that looks like fun. (laughs) I mean, kids were in school anyway, you know, it was interesting. You know, they're Zooming and it's, that's the world we're in. So I figured let's go tropical and work and enjoy some beach time as well. Absolutely. I love it. So kids must have really appreciated that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, They They had a blast. (laughs) Good daddy. Um, Okay. So, um, you know, for those of you that don't know Trevor Hammond, um, and and I know a lot of people do, but for those of people that don't know Trevor, Trevor, as I said, as I mentioned a minute ago, is one of our high certified high trust coaches. He coaches our master level coaching members. He's also an esteemed member of our elite group. And he also leads a very, very high performing team. Um, Trevor, you want to talk a little bit all about that? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, um, it all connects, you know, yeah. I, I am such a student of the high trust ways. I learned them. I've applied them for, you know, mm-hmm. most of my 20 now two year career. Mm-hmm. And then I teach others, you know, the same mm-hmm. stuff. And so I'm just mm-hmm. constantly a sponge and, um, and being a high trust coach allows me just to dive into it on an even more professional level with more people around the country. Mm-hmm. So it's just a, an awesome foundation. So I get to coach my, my team here in the, in the Portland and Washington area, and then coach loan officers around the country who are growing and improving and then being part of the elite group, uh, just always being on the cutting edge, um, with the, the, <laughs> the top performers in the entire country, Yes. I, it's such, that's how I like to invest my time and money. I, yeah. I just, that's how I grow. And that's, what's gotten me here. Yeah. That's wonderful. I mean, I love that. And, you know, it's really kind of interesting. I don't know if everybody knows that people that are not in the coaching world um, may not know that all of our coaches are, cert- are, you know, actively engaged in the business. They're all, you know, successful professionals who have given of their time, uh, which their hourly rate is pretty high up there. <laughs> Um, you know, to, to give back and to coach our coaching members. So I don't know people really realize that. And I thought maybe it'd be a good idea to mention it. Um, So the reason why we bring high trust coaching uh, live every week is to bring insight, impact, and help you grow your business. So um, we want to just kind of jump right in here. And today, uh, Trevor and I are going to talk about time. It's something that we all need more of these days, and maybe, maybe, maybe not. We 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 do the use the best use of our time. So let's jump into it, Trevor. You lead a high performing team. Let's talk a little bit about how you train time, or what are the biggest biggest uh, tra- time traps that people jump into? 
Well, as, as we are talking about in the book, I mean, the yes trap, I think is probably where it starts for a lot of people. Um, you know, we are naturally pleasers. We love to take care of others. We love to help. You know, if you're in this business and you're successful in this business, that's typically how you're wired. Mm -hmm. uh, the problem is then we say yes to too many things. And what I have found over my years personally and what I, what I find in those that I'm coaching is too much of our time is we're allowing the less important things to get in the way of the most important things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that can be the yes trap, the control trap, all these traps that were kind of is our focus today. Sure. And you look at how you spend your day, whether it's, whether it's the 80, 20 rule, right. And you realize wait, I'm in sales. My job is to go find clients, find business partners, add value to those people. But gosh, am I doing that only 20% of my entire day? Mm -hmm. Maybe less. Mm -hmm. What the heck am I doing the eighty, the other eighty percent of my day? Mm -hmm. And um, for me, you know, I started learning these principles. My gosh, probably second year in this business, you know, I went to my first sales mastery, mm -hmm. and I immediately hired, you know, my own part time assistant, uh, who I still stay in contact with. She's, you know, she's she's out of the business now, but calls me for mortgage advice, and uh, still near and dear to me, and. Um, I just realized I had to let go of some of the things that I was, I was just holding on, like, as if I could only be the one to do them. Mm -hmm. And uh, as soon as I did that, you know, I started scaling slowly, but surely. Yeah. That's, that's a big leap. You know, it, it, you know, I mean, I know in hindsight, it seems like it was, you know, something that you know you needed to do. So you did it. <clears throat> but I think that's one of the things we work, work with our coaching members the most on is the letting go part. Yeah. <clears throat> the art and, of letting go. And you know, it's, it's scary. Um, you know, some of the mindset things that I often will talk about that I had to learn myself is you never, you know, this is about leverage, really. If I back up for a second, this is about leveraging either systems, automation, or people, right? My people, my team are my best source of leverage that allows me to do what I'm gifted at mm -hmm. and get rid of the stuff that I just plain suck at, or I don't enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so there's no overhead. You just got to, you know, you can't ever look at hiring somebody onto your team as a cost or overhead. That, that is the wrong mindset. That's a scarcity mindset, but that is the mindset that keeps a lot of people ever from expanding. I helped a lot of people head to their team this last year mm -hmm. um, and try to do it in the safest, most, you know, uh, constructive way it's an investment. Mm -hmm. And when you invest in help, mm -hmm. you expect a rate of return, mm -hmm. right? That's investing. When I mm -hmm. put money into the market, I expect a rate of return. When I put money into a person, it's okay to expect a rate of return, but a lot of people just don't take the time to get clear on that. Mm -hmm. So if I'm only saying yes to all this because I have nobody else to give it to or nobody else can say yes to it, so it's gotta be me, which is where a lot of people have always been in this, this industry. Mm -hmm you got to get some help. I mean, you can say no and just do less business, which mm -hmm. he talks about in the book. I mean, that's mm -hmm. always an option, mm -hmm. right? If you're just working 80 hours a week, sure. You just mm -hmm. say no to some of that tougher business or those high maintenance referral partners, the people that you're just not connecting with, for example. I mean, mm -hmm. nobody's fault. Or you invest in help mm -hmm. and you teach them how to say yes to things while you go say yes to 
building relationships, building trust, advising clients, the things you love to do probably. Mm-hmm. You know, Trevor, you mentioned early at the beginning of your conversation about mindset. And, you know, that really kind of stuck out for me because I think that it is that mindset of I can't afford someone or I have to wait until something, you know, we don't know really know what that is or what if the market changes and now I've got this person on board with me. How do we, how do you respond to your coaching members when you're building team with them? Um, yeah, so much of this business is mindset. And I, my own team probably is tired of me talking about mindset all the time, but it, it really is, you know, there's two sides of every coin. Yeah. Um, and I learned through a lot of failure. I mean, I've made so many mistakes, but you know, as long as you learn from them, that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think giving to give somebody confidence is, is defining how will I know if this is working? How will I measure this? So we spend a lot of time on truly measuring everything in your business. Mm-hmm. And it's not easy, you know, but for example, if I'm going to hire somebody onto my team, uh, let's just keep it simple, loan officer assistant. Okay. First of all, be very, very clear about what they're going to do right on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. What's their focus? Mm-hmm. But the other part of that that nobody spends enough time on is how will I know if this person's working? How will I know if they're not? And how do I get them to know if it's working and mm-hmm. not? Right. And how will I measure it? You know, mm-hmm. whether it's a productivity measure, you know, am I working fewer hours? Um, is there a way to measure how stressed I am every week? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I talked to my own assistant about that, you know, uh, it's, you're, she's like, how would I measure whether you're more stressed or less stressed? It's like, survey me, <laughs> you know, survey me every week at the end of the week, a scale yeah. of one to five, how stressed are you at this week? And uh-huh. there's so many cool, fun I ways of measuring, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and your teammates, if they know how to win, if they know what the scoreboard looks like, mm-hmm. uh, it can be really successful. It's work. It is absolutely work, but you can manage them or you can lead them. Mm-hmm. And there's a huge difference in those two things. And managing is a lot of work and takes a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And I believe you manage processes and you lead people. Mm-hmm. And that's a mindset. Mm-hmm. And I have, mm-hmm. I've had conversations this week with our coaching clients around that. They start talking about managing people. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You manage processes. You lead people. How would you lead this person? How would you that. empower them to... Yes to find their own answers, right? To be resourceful. If you keep just giving them the answers, then yeah, you said, you're saying yes in a way, right? You're just, you're all, you're always going to be the person they have to come to, to solve a problem. That's I not love that. You, you manage processes, you lead people. That should be on everybody's, on a sticky on everybody's desk. We manage processes yeah. and lead people. I <laughs> love sticker. that. Is that yours? I, you know, so I read it somewhere. <laughs> I, I'm not that smart. I, I just learn. I read, I learn, I listen, and then I apply it. And um, But that's a mindset. It, yeah. it really, again, the things that help me is just what I then pay it forward and help other people figure out. It's mm-hmm. you try, try to manage people. Nobody really wants to that. And guess what? I don't believe people want to be managed. No, they don't. They do want to be led. They inspired. do want to be inspired, right? They do want to be yeah. empowered. Right. If they feel like they're being managed, it's a lose-lose there. I don't want to manage them and they don't want to be managed. So why am I, I don't even like the title manager in our industry, but that's a whole other topic. <laughs> right, We're right. Forced, I'm forced to be called a branch manager and that's the worst title ever in my opinion. But I, I agree. Yeah. 
Anyway, back to our market, topic. Let's, let's, I think we should retitle you like market leader or something like that. <laughs> Industry leader, market leader. Um, you know, you Lifelong learner. Yeah, right. Exactly. Lifelong learner, student and a student and a teacher. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, you mentioned earlier about, you know, knowing, you know, what that person's going to be doing when you're bringing someone on. And I think one of the things that, that I get into conversations with our coaching members on is, you know, what is the onboarding process? What, what does the company offer as far as their training is concerned? What is the operations or how, how do you onboard somebody in an effective, yeah. efficient way? Yeah, because it's kind of messy, and I, yeah, I've, I've got I've got coaching clients. Mm-hmm. I've seen people make moves to new companies or um, bring on team members, mm-hmm. and it can be a beautiful thing or it can be an ugly thing. And usually, it's an ugly thing. Usually, um, it's not an ugly thing. Yeah. It's stressful. <laughs> so, one of the things that I think helps is obviously being very clear about their area of focus and mm-hmm. making sure you know, they want this job for one. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you hire right, it's a lot easier. If okay. you hire wrong, it never gets much better. Right. No. And I'm really this year, one of my biggest things is hashtag a players only mm-hmm. a player only because a players make my life easier. Yes. A players will get us through any market fluctuations. Mm-hmm. A players pay for themselves. And so I've been just spending a lot of time defining what is an a player And that's now becoming part of my interview process, actually. Mm -hmm. And I'm literally saying, what will get you this job is your ability to do X, process loans, um, help me complete my loan applications, uh, chase down paperwork. What will keep you on our team is how well you do those things within my culture Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as a teammate to the rest of us. Are you showing up and lifting the, the mood and the attitude around around you to all of us? Are you bringing something to the table or are you just sucking the joy right out of our, our team? Right. Cause there's already right. enough stress in this business. Right. Then I think, so that's just kind of the hiring process is probably the most, that's the 80% of this whole thing. Yes. 30, 60, 90 is something I then want people to do. What does the first 30 days look like? 60 days look like and 90 days look like, mm-hmm. and none of these are easy. So I'm very empathetic, but, but it's, that's why you need thinking time, you know, in the right. morning or you need to really think through because you owe it to that person. Mm-hmm. By the end of the first 30 days, I hope that you can do this. I hope you that you understand how to do this. I hope you're taking this off my plate. By mm-hmm. 60 days, I hope you're now being able to do these three more things. Mm-hmm. And by 90 days, I hope this is happening. I hope this is what right. it looks like. And now I've got some semblance of a way to measure the progress, mm-hmm. right? And then what they'll say is, well, what are my... What are the opportunities for um, growth with your team? I don't know. That's up to you. <laughs> you know. I love that. Don't you know, let, and, I'm not and, holding that. You know, yeah, for you. Trevor, I hear so many of our coaching members promising. You know, when they're hiring an LOA in that interview conversation, you know, they're already in this place of, and you can be a loan officer. You know, and I can, you know, I can, you know, I mean, I can, you know, I can help you, you know, become a loan officer and have your own loan origination business. And I'm saying, back up. I said. I want, if you're bringing on an LOA who has aspirations of in that nature, that's fine. Mm-hmm. They got to give you and invest and commit to you for a minimum of a year. Because mm-hmm. if you're going to invest your time and energy in helping them to learn the business, yeah. they need to give you a minimum of, of a year. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's, a, it's a confidence thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, I don't use the word delegation. 
It's all mm-hmm. collaboration. And yeah. this that again, mindset, right? Mm-hmm. There's things I don't want to do. Right. There's things I hate doing in this business. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never enjoyed calculating income. Mm-hmm. Never. If I ever had to do that again, I'd probably have to find a new career. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean it doesn't need to be done. And it's critical to our job and this business. Mm-hmm. So what I have to go do is find somebody else who really loves doing that and is great at that. Mm-hmm. And that's called collaboration. That's mm-hmm. not called delegation. It's not beneath me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nobody's too good to wash dishes at the office. Nobody's too good to follow up on leads. It just doesn't always have to be me. And so you're coming on board and here's what I need you to do. Mm-hmm. Someday, absolutely. I will support you in, in, in going the sales route or mm-hmm. a higher level support route. You know, if you want to learn mm-hmm. how to be a processor, an underwriter someday, whatever your aspirations are, that's awesome. It means you have drive. Mm-hmm. But let's get back to, I need you here yes. now. This yes. is what I need. Yes. Is that cool with you? Because I don't want to, every 30 days, hey, I want to do more. Hey, I want to do, I need you here. Yeah. I need you in this lane. Yeah, exactly. And, and once we get that dialed in, cool. Guess what? You can train the next person to do that and I'll help you go to that next level. Right. Because I don't want to train another person. If you can train that person, now it, we're talking. Exactly. Exactly. What I do with um, with our coaching members is I phase it out, which is basically what you just fit it, said on the 30, 60, 90. But I phase it out. So we come up with our fa- phase one, you know, tasks, roles and responsibilities, two and three. And when the, my coaching member is asking me saying, you know, so-and-so is ramping up really fast. Um, I'd like to move to phase two, you know, in, you know, mm-hmm. 24 days or 23 days. And my question is, are they proficient with it? Do, have they owned it? You know, these the phase one tasks and they'll say, well, you know, 80%. And I said, well, let's, let's, let's go the whole 30 days and let's get them to <laughs> proficient at those, yeah. those tasks and that type of thing, because you move somebody along too fast and, and then, you know, it just starts to blur. Right? Yeah. And it's what's best for them too. You know, mm-hmm. this, is a, this is a win-win yeah. uh, atmosphere you're trying to build hopefully. And mm-hmm. they want to feel confident. They want to feel excited. Like, man, I am crushing this role. I am, mm-hmm. I've owned it to the nth degree and now I'm ready for more. That mm-hmm. makes them feel good. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. And they feel as though they've graduated in some way. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like that. Yes. So, um, and that's, it, again, goes back to what you were talking about with regard to empowerment. Yep. Right. Um, yeah. So let's dial it back just a minute or two. You you mentioned about the mindset the first time you hire somebody and the mindset around doing that. Um, you know, I mean, I think that there's a lot of people that really kind of fall into that trap, Trevor, of I'm not ready yet and it's not time yet. And or when is it time? And so, you know, let's let's talk to some of those people right now about making that decision and um, and helping them, you know, kind of turn that corner. It's. You know what I think it is? It's confidence in yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a lot of fear that if I bring somebody onto my team and I'm going to invest, let's just say three to $5,000 a month mm-hmm. uh, into someone, mm-hmm. um, there's the fear that I won't go out and do what I'm supposed to do because mm-hmm. now I have no excuses. And, and that's an that's an honest fear I think a lot of people have, whether they admit it to anybody else or not. Yeah, I have somebody here for 20 to 40 hours a week, which means I should have an extra 20 to 40 hours a week to right. go prospect and sell and, and add value and get more business. Mm-hmm. If that new business doesn't come, how am I going to be looked at? Mm-hmm. Right. How am I going to be perceived? So that's, that's a real thing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So you got to be very confident that no, 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 man, if, if I could be freed up from this, I will go crush it out there. I will get my, my behind out of here. I will go find five more real estate professionals to want to work with me and salivate over having me help their clients. Mm -hmm. I will go find some financial planners and CPAs. I will, I will start loving on my database like nobody's business because I've ignored them for far too long. Mm -hmm. I mean, you just got to know you're going to go do those. You just, oh, I can't wait to get somebody to take this off my plate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, the other thing is that I've done, and here's more, more relevant, I think, to the market we're in. And I would love comments, by the way. I can't see comments, but if yeah, anybody- I, I'm, idea, I'm not getting a lot of- can't, uh, I got okay. one comment that says, big fan Trevor. That's what I've got. <laughs> <laughs> Who is it? Oh, no. <laughs> and, and um, a Facebook user. Right, <laughs> my mom. Um, so I think the other thing is- um, we knew this market last year wasn't going to last forever. And actually it was long before last year, right? The, the whole COVID just took it to another level and we have been swimming uh, in opportunities, right? Mm -hmm. and, and drinking from the fire hydrant without mm -hmm. the hose on it. Um, and we've seen in the last couple of days, because this is, this is live right now, we've seen the last couple of days, things potentially, that was Ken Perry. It's Ken Perry. Ken. Uh, <laughs> Hi, Ken. Yeah. Um, we have seen what's happened the last couple of days with rates, right? And any unlocked refinances or most of them are off the table. Um, what I've been telling anybody we've hired, we hired a lot of support people, brand new to the industry. We look for A players that will teach the skill sets of loans and, and all that. All of our interviews revolved around this idea of being adaptable and be ready to pivot. Okay. And so that, and back to so this, back to your main question of, of this, onboarding of somebody, this industry, I, there's a lot of things that I don't like about this industry that I think we need to change and we, we need to change together. But one of them is these cycles of hiring a bunch of people and then tons of layoffs mm -hmm. as if we don't know that the market's going to change. I mean, mm -hmm. it's going to change. It'll always change, right? That's mm -hmm. the market. Mm -hmm. So all of the people we've been hiring and any of my coaching clients that are hiring, I'm just, I'm coaching them on when this market turns, are you okay? Right now, I need you to help get our loans through. I need you to help me with all the leads that are coming at me. Um, but if things slow down, are you okay if I shift you more to the front stage? Would you be comfortable if I had you calling my database, mm -hmm. scheduling any reviews, um, following up with my real estate partners to make sure they're happy and see if there's anything I can do to help? Like, Go from supporting the, the business coming in to helping me generate business. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And nobody's ever asking those questions up front because I'm like, I, I'm here, I'm now, I need this. And mm -hmm. market mm -hmm. will always be glorious, right? Mm -hmm. No, of course not. Mm -hmm. Like If you've been in this business long enough, this is when we're going to shine. If you are a student of this business, I if things slow down, I'm excited because mm -hmm. the things we're doing will stand out more in the marketplace. And that's mm -hmm. why I think people need to to believe in themselves and be and be studying how to be successful and how to add value in the lives of client of the partners and clients. Cause we get lazy in really good markets. Mm -hmm. We get sloppy, mm -hmm. but if you are hiring people to scale and to leverage and to let go of the things you're not good at or shouldn't be doing that are not dollar productive activities, show them how to have job security. Right. Right. If you're okay moving from this role to this kind of role, yeah. guess what? No matter what the market does, I will need you on the team. If you can right. succeed at that and this, and they love that because they've heard about the industry. They're like, yeah, 
Yeah. You so, know, Richard, that makes that makes perfect sense. You know, and as you were talking, I was thinking to myself, okay, so the industry shifts, which we know, you know, it's a given. So when the industry shifts, we uh, in the mortgage industry shift, which means that our team has to shift. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So it is an evolving thing. So when you're hiring to have something like that in your mind, yeah. when you're bringing people on and you're, you know, you're wanting, you know, you're bringing on the high SCs um, to, you know, to do the, you know, the detail role. But, you know, it'd be great if they had, you know, a, a, a strength in, you know, in their eye and their customer facing and that type of thing to to make that shift right along with you. Yeah. Yes. And, and that's uh, back to what I said earlier, a players, yes, they'll be successful, whatever you need them to do. And they're be, they're a team player. Mm-hmm. They're always asking, what else can I do to help the team? Those are mm-hmm. a player things. What else can I learn? Is there more coaching for me to get better at what I'm doing here for the team? Mm-hmm. Those are the kind of people you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Anybody can then learn how to take a 10 three. Mm-hmm. Anybody can learn how to learn your CRM and push out and your review reminders mm-hmm. and follow up with a text, follow up with a phone call. Hey, I'm just calling on behalf of Trevor Hammond. It's time for your review. Excited about this. Can we get you on the schedule for 15 minutes with them? Mm-hmm. That, that's easy sales. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and a lot of great people can do those things. Sure. Yeah. So okay. here's another thing I'll give that is, is time sensitive is a, a lot of my coaching conversations this last this week it's Wednesday, right? Okay. Yeah, it's Wednesday. Yeah. Um, I had a lot of calls yesterday. Um, so, when what was I just going to say? Because I just saw these messages pop in all of a sudden. Oh, reluctant, more competitive. I want to make sure I answer questions before I go off on another tangent. Okay. Uh, a players. Um, one define what an A player is. This is from Mike Lloyd. It looks like. What does that mean to you? What does an A player mean to you? Mm-hmm. Um, they like to be held accountable. Mm-hmm. They like to know how they're measured. What's the mm-hmm. scoreboard look like? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're people who are always looking to learn and be coached. Mm-hmm. Um, they're always asking, what else can I do to help? Mm-hmm. Those mm-hmm. are A player traits. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in, in coaching, we do disc testing. Mm-hmm. Um but back to the thing I was going to share with people that I think some mindset as well that it's going to be missed by too many people is everybody right now, when the rates go up a little bit, is going to go chase real estate agents mm-hmm. and peel that back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Why real estate agents? Mm-hmm. Purchase business, right? Everybody's been telling me I got to, I got to reshift my focus to purchase because I've been 50, 60, 70% refinance, whatever your, your percentage has been. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, Everybody will be chasing real estate agents all of a sudden. The realtor is going to be on the other end going, oh my gosh, rates must have gone up. Right. right? (laughs) Exactly. Guess what? Your database of 300 or 3,000 people know people who will be buying houses Mm -hmm. in the next 6 to 12 to 24 months. Yeah. Financial planners, they know people who will be looking to move up, move down, buy investment properties, CPAs. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So widen, widen your scope of who you're now going to shift to. So if you've waited too long and you're now suddenly going, oh my gosh, you know, like I'm, right. I'm, I'm naked and the tide went out. Right. Um, I think that's how you say that thing. Um, <laughs> I don't ever use that analogy. So I won't again. Um, don't, it's not just real estate professionals. Mm-hmm. Diversify your market if you haven't already and talk exactly. to a lot of people. And I think your number one is your database. 
Mm-hmm. If don't look at your database as oh, rates are up, there's no more refinances, don't need to be calling my database. Mm-hmm. That's not how we teach it in high trust. Right. No, right. right? Law of incubation, right? You got to invest time in those people. Absolutely. Because uh, those will be clients for life and they will, in circle of cash flow, they know people who need to talk to you. Well, those are the people that served us in 2020. You know, the fact that we had those people in the law of the incubation and we were supporting our database and staying in touch with them and doing annual reviews and all of the things that we teach at High Trust, that has returned our investment tenfold in, just in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just want to mention one thing. Mike Lloyd is um, one of our Canadian clients and Mike and I just had a conversation last week where we had his team, I, we did a team call with him and his team, and he was talking about the synergy, and he, you could see the synergy amongst his team. You could see everybody that was, just, and they are definitely A players, Mike, so I can, I can tell you that they're definitely A players, but he was telling me that, you know, it's interesting that, you know, it, that they may bring somebody else on to the team as, the, as their business continues to grow and expand, um, but it's going to be very important that that person is a good fit for the team. And you've done basically the same thing with your group. So do you do panel interviews when you're bringing people on, new people into the, into the fold? Our, we don't do panel interviews. We do multiple interviews though. Okay. So um, I'll have people talk to other people on the team after they've talked with me, if I'm the first one vetting them out. Cause I'm more, I'm very clear. And this kind of goes back to Mike's question. Um, you know, you get what you tolerate mm-hmm. and Culture, our culture is at the point where it will spit the wrong people out. Yeah. If you're a B or C player, uh, you won't last that long in our culture. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, for the mics of the world, for me, and I know anybody running teams or a branch or larger, uh, I, I am blown away on all the interviews I do about how bad the cultures are where they're at. Yeah. Poor leadership, poor culture. And so if you're a leader listening to this now or, or down the road, when you listen to this, um, I think a players start with, is your culture based on a players? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, how are you investing in people? Because then you'll have more, more, um, you know, stuff, whatever to stand on when you're, when you're interviewing them, you'll be right. more confident. Like, right. here's why we only hire a players because we invest in them. Mm-hmm. We help coach them. We train them. You know, we help you be, not only on the bus, but in the right seat on the bus, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we have systems in place and all this. I mean, so if your culture is built in the right way, it's easier to find and then keep the A players. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And keep the A players. And that's huge. Those are That's how you retain right. team, right? Right. Exactly. So um, we're coming up to the end of our time. I can't believe it, Trevor. Um, is there one question you wanted to touch on before we jumped off or? I I think people, I hope everybody's just really clear. Um, you and I were having a conversation earlier about just kind of what's your theme of the year. Um, yes. You know, if you could really sum it up. And last year skewed a lot of things. We all have to just admit that. Mm-hmm. We started thinking, man, last year is whatever year is going to be going forward. It can be. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big goal setter. Uh, it will be, take a lot of work. It will mm-hmm. take a lot of clarity around how you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. A lot of grit. Um, my theme is how do we do what we did last year from a production standpoint, but do it easier, mm-hmm. more streamlined, and with less stress, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Less overtime for my staff, mm-hmm. more fun again. 
Mm-hmm. We're still stuck at home for a lot of us. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully that opens up. But mm-hmm. a lot of you, what is your theme for the year? What's your main focus that yeah. your team can all get behind that? Mm-hmm. They don't necessarily want a repeat of last year. They'd, they'd like the revenue, okay. right? Right. But not the way we got it. You know, right. it was it was a mess and stressy. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you do that? And now it's going to have to be more proactive. It's going to be a lot more prospecting, a lot more mm-hmm. widening the net, you know, law of the bullseye, going after the right targets, right, that, that fit with your team. It will be a lot of work. So I, I think these weekly calls hopefully will, will continue to help everyone get focused on 2021. It's going to be a very different year, but it can be a very successful year too. If you're Absolutely. Clear. Yeah. Ex- extremely successful. And, you know, when I think about, you know, my theme, I keep thinking of principle number one of Todd's five irrefutable principles and that everything mm. can be improved. So the theme is new, different, better, faster, quicker, um, more efficient um, and, and time saving, you know, it's yeah. just everything new. What, what could be, what can be improved? How can we improve this to where it's just higher and better for everyone? Yeah. And, and you know what an A player is back to this, Mike, a comment too, is all of my coaching clients where we've been talking in my own team, we talked about that first um, principle uh, this past week uh-huh. and everybody had record years yet. Everybody to a T says, I can't believe how much stuff I still need to improve. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, if you're in the, if you're an originator, right. A mortgage loan officer, you made more money than you probably ever made. Yet you sit back and go, Oh, I still have so much to improve. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. first principle is key. If people haven't read that, uh, they really got to hop on that. We're breaking that down uh, each week and throughout the yeah. month, we're going through each of these principles and really diving into the questions Todd poses. It's, it's a yeah. fantastic ebook. Yeah, it's it is phenomenal ebook. I, I I know I just started on principle one with all of our coaching members, so they have their assignment. So we're it'll be interesting when we come back to the next session to see what the responses are. But it's so very very true. I think that a lot of things kind of got fell off the side of the table last year. Yeah. Uh, with regard to you know plans we had in January, um, and um, so I think that all those things will be back on the table. And the quicker we do that, and the more we impl- quicker we implement that and execute on that, I think the better off we're all going to be. Right. A player. One more thing for Mike. Yes. The other thing that A players, A players see opportunities. Yes. B and C players see problems. Yes. So whenever somebody's coming to you and talking about all the problems, you got to flip that coin back over. Mm-hmm. So this week with rates going up, the problem that I keep hearing people, oh my gosh, I have all these unlocked people. The opportunity that I've pointed out, mm-hmm. get on your bomb bomb, open up the candlesticks, get a message out to all your real estate partners and anybody that was on the fence about buying, mm-hmm. do the math and show them by sitting on the fence what they potentially missed out on, mm-hmm. hurry up and get in on because rates are expected to keep inching up. Mm-hmm. Right. So you take that problem and turn it into opportunity. And that's what a players do. Exactly. And that's, you know, I mean, based on the forecast we saw, Trev, um, this wasn't supposed to really be happening until Q3 or end of Q2 and yeah. Q3. So it's kind of coming on us a little bit early. Um, and um, so we want to just make sure that we're we're prepared. And I know our coaching members are. Yeah, uh, definitely. Rates are prepared. great. Rates are yeah. still great. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Historically, this is still amazing, you know, but there's always that that correction period where Mm -hmm. clients got a quote from you a week ago and now they're calling you back. Right. Not your fault. They took a week to call you back. You can't control the market. You you know, we we get very emotional on this. And again, that's another call too, but that's a lot of the conversations I've been having over the past week and maybe in the past couple of days. We can't own all that. It's not, we don't control any of that. Just be an advisor 
be be that sound mind for that mm-hmm. client who's freaking out. Right. That realtor's freaking out. Just just be that steady, that steady voice of reason for people and help them make the best decisions possible. And you'll mm-hmm. have business. Absolutely. It's kind of like Todd was talking about in our last quarterly session. He was saying we can, we can't we can't worry about any of that. You know, which way the election goes, which way the market goes. We there's all of those things that we can't control. The only thing we can control is how we conduct ourselves, how we conduct our business, mm-hmm. and staying focused. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. You got it. Thank you so much, Trevor. This That's was so fun. Thank you everyone for joining us today and uh, we'll be back next Wednesday with another coaching live. In the meantime, if you're not in coaching, you want to kind of get some information on what it's like to be in coaching, go to hightrustcoaching.com or visit toddduncan.com backslash coaching and get a free coaching call. We'd love to have, we'd love to talk to you. High trust. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you, Hope. That was awesome. (laughs) Thank you, Trevor. Thanks for all the listeners. Hey, thanks for being part of today's episode. I've got a special gift for you on to make sure you are aware of. I just released a 25-page ebook entitled The Five Irrefutable Principles of a High-Performance Business. These five principles are game-changing. There's a lot of methods towards success, but if you ignore the principles, it's very, very hard to know that those methods will work. Go to the show notes below, just click on the link, download this 25 page ebook and see what kind of impact it can make in your business and your life.